0: you want to do the thing yeah Getting tired af
1: and yeah. uh this
0: this will probably be all i do you're tired i'm tired of this we're both tired <laughs> uh, <laughs> a, anyway uh yeah game dev breakdown podcast my name's todd mitchell that's john scheiber how are you doing john other than you know how you doing just dad
1: i don't know that's the best way I, if i could i think that needs to be a mood now
0: yeah, I agree. <laughs> Feeling dad AF right now. Yes, yep. Got a mason jar full of water. <laughs> or vodka, I'm not sure.
1: Um, it's, I mean, it, it could be, it could be. Nah, it's water, I, I'm not in that mood.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's not one of those nights, yeah, I, I get it. We're uh, we're testing, it looks different here, I don't know if I'll even put this video up, but the, the audio will go out tonight. We're testing the mobile rig I'll be taking to GDC, uh... I'm not going to call it mobile. I'm going to call it semi-mobile because there's at least 100 pounds worth of equipment on this small table in my living room, including uh, microphones, cables, a 12-channel mixer, my laptop, a 360 camera. There's a tripod I haven't gotten out. It goes on and on. So A yard gnome. <laughs> yeah, there's a yard gnome with a, a boom mic that he's holding up.
1: That's actually I get that. incredible.
0: <laughs> we should go into business making that. We won't have to do any of this anymore. Um, <laughs> yeah, so this stuff is going to get the big checked bag at the airport and then my tiny backpack I will live out of for three days. So Been there. Yeah, I, oh. I know you know how that goes. What, mm-hmm. What's funny is um, we, we made these plans and we uh, went through all this stuff to set this up. And I, I told my wife, I'm like, you know, this stuff comes up like maybe once a year. It's like, oh, I need to make a trip to, you know, back to the promised land of uh, Southern California for business reasons. And, uh, you know, when when else does this does this stuff come up? And she agreed with that. She goes, yeah, we'll, we'll do it. We'll cover you. Everything's cool. I didn't even get to go before uh, one of the project managers I work with hit me up and goes, uh, would you be interested in going with us to Unreal Engine or Unreal Fast Europe? in uh, Berlin in April, <laughs> so it's oh. l- less than a month away, and uh, I, I would, I would love to do that. Man, yeah. I, I don't think I could do it to the family <laughs> after all this. This does, I mean, I'm a freelancer, I don't have a set schedule, it's not hard for me to get off work, still, if you have a family, this stuff has a giant impact.
1: Oh, yeah, anytime you consider leaving, and, and for any length of time, for any reason, yeah, yeah. it's kind of crazy it's it's you know my little girl's three and a half and I'm still getting used to having to think about that
0: <laughs> yeah it's and, and this will be over in the blink of an eye but until then it's gonna feel like every moment takes about a day and a half
1: yeah that's real
0: yeah so thank you for uh, soldiering through and uh <laughs> letting me get yeah. letting me get open broadcaster software set up on yet another configuration of hardware
1: yeah that's uh that's always fun isn't it
0: it's it's a nightmare. This this application, it, it does what I need, but it tortures me in, in return. Like I have a really unhealthy relationship with this with this software.
1: Yeah, like I mentioned, um, I think on our on our dev stream, uh, or maybe in the prep of it, it works really, 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 really well. Really simple when you just set it up to stream on Twitch. You just check your desktop audio and you hit stream. But man, if you do anything else with it, it's, <laughs> you it, notice
0: you're just experimenting in a lab basically until, you, until you either yep. come up with the results you want or you're driven insane.
1: Yeah, basically.
0: So <laughs> I, I may still one day have to develop my own simplified application with which to record your, uh, your, <laughs> your podcast.
1: Yeah, the audio always seems to be the issue getting the getting the yeah. internal audio. And you would think that in today's operating system, Windows 10 that you would have internal audio routing, you know, options
0: built into the software by now. And on Mac where all the creative work is done. So, yeah, b- both in Too- the same week now we've had trouble.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's weird.
0: Yeah, it's very strange. I I did want to uh, record tonight so we could talk Try to amp people up about GDC because, man, I've been working on it nonstop with um, friends at Microsoft, friends elsewhere, uh, lining up really awesome stuff for the entire rest of the week. We're going to have stuff. I think we're going to have stuff every single day this week. So I'm That's very awesome. excited about that. Uh, maybe we should save it and space it out. I'm not going to. It's it's going up as soon as I can get it ready. So
1: uh, I think it's a good idea. Time it with the conference. That's when people's interest will be peaked the most. It'll be good.
0: Yeah, the, and the first session is going to be tomorrow uh, at 1 p.m. Central Time, where where we are in the St. Louis area, and uh, I won't even be at the event yet. <laughs> they were like, can, oh. can you do one remotely? I'm like, yeah, yeah, that's what we do. That's awesome. So we're, we're actually talking on Gmail right now about, like, where's the best place to go? How do we record it most easily? And, you know, I'm looking at an email right now. Everyone's got their awesome. auto-replies auto on, too, because they're, they're at GDC. So it's like, I I can't respond. I'm a GDC and I'm hearing back from them right away. It's funny.
1: That's, that's, that's hilarious.
0: I'm, uh, I'm not going to reveal much about who I'm going to be talking to. I think we'll leave that as fun surprises. What I can say is they're very technical people. Almost all of them, uh, know, seem to know things that I've never, uh, even dreamed about. So it's, it's going to be really cool to uh, learn from these guys, see what they're up to, uh, these guys and these ladies, and uh, let them drop some knowledge on us because we we transitioned at the first of the year to starting to start from the ground up talking about game development basics and things indie devs can do and stuff and I think that we have some pretty technical people on board with us and I want to give them a little treat and they're going to get yeah. it this week because we got some advanced people who have done some super impressive stuff people very high up in their their fields like I'm, I'm excited it's going to be great that's awesome, man. That's awesome.
1: And you might you might accidentally get some uh, Sea of Thieves talking going on <laughs> since it's launching tomorrow.
0: I meant to tell you this. if on, on the Xbox side, if you have the Xbox Games Pass, it looks to me like you get to play Sea of Thieves. I think you're right. I it, think I saw something about that. Yeah, some of their exclusives now, they're starting to do that, it looks like. Another one's going to be Crackdown 3, which I'm excited about. I remember it, you talking about Crackdown. This may come up this week because I, I recall reading about crackdown 3's development and they use a physics engine that does a lot of its calculations in the cloud so that they can make super intricate stuff happen on a, a big wide city scale. Huh? Yeah. It, there, there are a lot of articles that came out when they uh, did the first demo at E3 or s- sometime uh, previously in the development process. But that seems like it's going to be an awesome game using awesome technology. And I love stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah.
1: What you're talking about reminds me of when I was listening to a video of the development team for, what's that battle royale game that, uh, not, not, not the, not the main one. I refuse to say (laughs) the name. It's, um, it's the, uh, oh yeah. Yeah. It's the one that has the exact same name. Maverick's proving ground. Oh yeah. Uh, (laughs) yeah. All kidding aside, there was a very fascinating but short video about how they plan to handle the the server side um, for this massive, I mean, they want to make a massive game. And um, it was really interesting. I meant to send that to you. I probably should because what the guy was talking about, how they're going to handle that in cloud computing. Uh, was really cool like you know having the different servers handling the different regions of the map and how it was going to transition between that for players is really cool
0: yeah and I, I can tell people that if you're excited about cloud computing and cloud technology and cloud gaming services like this is going to be a big week for you
1: that's awesome um kind of a side note not really but when I was in tech school I decided to do a paper about the origins of computing and i find it wildly fascinating that we went from dummy terminals connected to a mainframe to personal computers to now cloud computing which is essentially a different form of dummy terminals attached to a mainframe i just thought that was a really really fascinating full circle we've done with the tech side of course now the cloud computing and everything like that is so much more advanced and better than the way the mainframes were but yeah. I still think it was neat that that we've ke- we've come that full circle and back to that um, how everything's going to be in the cloud. I know so that it concerns some people, but I, I don't think I don't think I'm that worried about it. Something people need to wor- uh, remember when they're discussing things like that is these companies want to continue to make money, so uh, the top priority is to not completely piss us off. Mm-hmm. So
0: it should be okay. <laughs> it's it's uh, true. Like you you can certainly. No matter uh, what what market you have cornered, you can certainly run yourself out of business through <laughs> poor treatment of your customers. Uh, it It's uh, seen time and time again.
1: Yeah. Anyways, uh, I don't want to derail that in that direction too much more. I'm excited about GDC. I'm excited to see who you get to interview, what gets brought up. I have a feeling it's going to be pretty fun. It's going to be a good experience.
0: I will say this. Uh, based on a very basic tweet I sent out, on Twitter because we were talking schedule stuff finally so i said you know hey friends it looks like my schedule this week is going to have some openings so if you're at GDC promoting a game or uh, you know hanging out with your studio hit me up we can chat i'll be happy to put you on the podcast like that that helps everyone and <laughs> who who responds to that but unity there you go <laughs> unity themselves were <laughs> basically said hey dibs um so what what happened was our buddy Paul Nicholas uh, retweeted that and I guess through his tweet because they replied to both of us, someone from Unity said, hey, I'm, I'm with Unity and if, if you'd like a tour while you're out here, say the word. And I said the word because I want a tour while I'm out there. So yeah. uh, Friday morning, sometime Friday, we should have some some content based on a tour of Unity which I am so excited about because I've just spent almost a year now doing freelance work in the Unity engine. I've done such a wide variety of projects like I, I'm I'm very curious to pick their brains, see what they're up to. Yeah, who knows? That that's going to be a, a big day. <laughs> and yeah, it I think is. it's going to be exciting. It's going to be an awesome way to cap off the week. So.
1: Yeah, what a great way, you know, in in the Chosen Game Engine.
0: Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, like I was telling my uh, project manager I would I would be totally happy to to do some Unreal stuff too. Talk to those guys. Like I've I've been a big fan of that over the years. I just haven't gotten to do much with it. So, but yep. any anyone who's out here making these tools and stuff that we all use and that we're all so excited about, I, I love this stuff. This is what this is what I got into this for, and I'm very excited to just go out and celebrate what these guys are doing. Uh, share it with you guys.
1: Yeah, that's awesome.
0: Yeah. Anyway, that's GDC. seasons greetings, everyone yes and uh we had our second uh live dev stream this this week yeah uh well last week now uh how how did you like that did you have fun oh yeah
1: man trying to mess with uh creating as much chaos as i could um before i try to get an idea of how i wanted to attempt to design at least one level and uh (laughs) i'm probably gonna hit the asset store and look and see if they've got any uh shapes i can i can get from them to use uh, i've got some ideas
0: yeah it was interesting because the focus of the night was to take our first steps in customizing our our rollerball uh tutorial run through you know so we wanted to sort of start to make it our own and we decided that john would start working on some level design and i would start implementing some additional like ui features and mechanics you know Lives and deaths and scores and uh, timers coming up soon, stuff like that. So you got to to get a sense of uh, level design in 3D for what I'm guessing is the third time, or first time.
1: Yeah, yep. because the other game that I was working on where the the main code kind of snagged me up was just the 2D one. So this is the first time I've messed with the 3D uh, aspect, which honestly was a lot easier and user-friendly than... like. I guess I was allowing myself to imagine.
0: And it it is. I I think I was probably surprised the first time I tried it too, especially when you're using those primitives in Unity like a just a cube or a sphere. Whatever whatever you've got yeah. at your disposal just out of the right click menu. And we sort of made up that next time we would get into maybe a little bit of like basic 3D modeling and stuff. But I actually like the idea we came up with a little bit later, which was to say we could probably go out to the asset store and find some stuff that's been uploaded that we could download and drop into the thing. I think that's probably a a better next step. Like I definitely want to get some of our own 3D models in there. However, I think it's probably of more benefit to um, early users to learn how to – really leverage the asset store into their own projects and into their own stuff to really save themselves some time and some headaches. Yes. So I I think we'll try that next time. Um, Or, you know, maybe we can have uh, you try to find some stuff and I will run through making a thing or two. And uh, by the time we finished last time, we only spent what an hour. Did we spend two hours on it? I thought it was just an hour.
1: It was an hour and some minutes, but it wasn't nearly as long as the first time.
0: Right. Uh, so we spent an hour on it, and by the end of that time, you had a pretty good level started. It looked like fun. Um, I, I had a system where you could fall off the level and hit a death plane, and it would count your uh, your first fault or death or whatever you want to call it and put you back at a starting point. I, I thought we did pretty well. Like, Obviously, it takes a lot of these sessions to make a game, but we took really, yeah. really good steps.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And once we get a few more assets in there, and then once you get your prefabs going... And we get more and more prefabs. It should just well. You you can imagine that It should just be pretty close to drag and drop there after a while.
0: That's the idea for something like this. You you build a library of objects and things that you've created and taught to uh, act a certain way, and you you just it, it lets you create, lets you do what you want to do with it. So I I think this is going well. I'm super glad we finally got to tackle this, and I'm excited for what the future holds with these projects. Yeah, me too. Uh, man, what else we got going on? You're talking about um, the game that need not be mentioned. Yes.
1: Do you do we want to bring that up?
0: Oh, is it is this about mobile Fortnite?
1: No, but that is the thing that I did learn about, and I'm really, I'm kind of surprised. I don't know how to say this. I'm kind of surprised, but not really, that these games are jumping to the mobile platform. I mean, because essentially your phone is like. An awesome handheld gaming device, and yeah, um, I had a feeling the focus was going to really shift for some big development in that area. It just all of a sudden happened, and it just so happened to take the shift with the BR games, which is like, yeah, not what I imagined. (laughs) Like battle royale on the phone. Like I'm sitting here going, why didn't we get the new Sonic game on the phone? Like that would have been perfect. You know, but, but, you know, you get PUBG and Fortnite and it's kind of like, what? like I couldn't imagine playing a first person or third person shooter on my phone, but
0: it's funny. The reminders that we get that the phone can't handle this stuff. Um, (laughs) a few things come to mind. I, (laughs) I was dumb enough to purchase Knights of the Old Republic for my iPhone and we're not talking about like, Oh, they, they mobilized it. It's like, it is Knights of the Old Republic with very basic touch controls, and good luck to you.
1: That game wasn't exactly easy to control in the first place.
0: Exactly. The learning curve was steep, I'll say that. I don't think I got very far. It it was a novelty thing. I was like, man, if they can make this run on my phone, I want to own it. And that's what I did. Yeah,
1: Yeah, that was such a fantastic game.
0: Another one was, do you remember when we played uh, Carmageddon for a while on the phone?
1: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
0: I... I actually enjoyed that one. I didn't think it was too bad. Like, obviously nope. it's, it's not quite the same as keyboard or controller, but like, I thought they did pretty well for such an I, old game. I agree. I agree. That was, that was pretty neat.
1: I'm trying to think if there's any other crossover though. Let me look at, look at, let me look at my phone for a second here.
0: <laughs> what you got there?
1: Yeah. I haven't played a game on my phone in a long time. Touchscreen's going on on here. And I'm just, nah, I've just really,
0: you've got a bad touch screen and you're keeping the phone.
1: I'm. St- I still have this phone that I told you I was going to get that Pixel too. At this point in time, I, I'm not going to lie to you. I kind of have a morbid curiosity on how far I can push past Apple's planned obsolescence.
0: See, <laughs> Just, I wan- I wanted to do that too, and you saw me lose my mind. Like I eventually went nuts.
1: Yeah. This is this is weird. Not to t- completely talk about this, but I'm going to talk about it for a second. It got really bad. And then I took it and like twisted it and it popped a couple times and now it's kind of been like somewhat okay and every now and then I got to kind of I got to kind of manipulate it but I have a theory that the function is tied towards the temperature which I don't know how that would fully make sense but I feel like if it's been in my pocket for a long time it doesn't want to work if it's cold sitting on the table the touchscreen wants to work and I guess that is how it works technically isn't it
0: yeah, you're well, something like that. You're you're reminding me of when one of my previous phones went out and it started doing like weird dropped pixely stuff at the top of the screen. It was totally a product of touchscreen damage for sure. But if I twisted it a certain way, like it would sort of come back. And then by the time I took it into the store, they were like, what the hell is wrong with you? <laughs> and And the frustrating thing was they like, they did a factory reset on the phone and we all sat there and acknowledged like this thing's definitely damaged. And, but because it didn't do it for a second after the factory reset, they're like, I don't think we can like return this the same way that we would have previously. And and I had like every protection plan and insurance policy on the thing. They're like, I don't know, man, it looks like you're, you're trying to pull one over on us. I'm like, that should have been my last iPhone right there.
1: Wow. And I should have dumped
0: Verizon while I was at it too. That was at a Verizon store. And like, I, I I don't want to act like a tough guy. Like we almost got in a fight. It was pretty bad.
1: That's just crazy, man. I mean, if you came in broke and they saw it and then they Yeah, never mind. That's weird. I don't even want to get I'll get all riled up.
0: Well I, I don't know what it is. We get the most angry during uh shows where we discuss mobile phones. Obviously we didn't plan on this at all tonight, but it, it's been like no. four episodes since we've spent the entire time talking about mobile phones, so <laughs> But my uh, Pixel Two is doing great. I love this thing.
1: Yeah, those are super cool. A Guy at work was the guy that kind of turned me on to those, and, and it just—it was really nice-looking phone, and affordable, and, and cool features.
0: It was at your now, suggestion that I checked this out, and it really panned out. Yeah, I, I saw it, and, and it was—it was awesome.
1: Now, um, w- are you optimistic? Do you think that this is going to be pretty cool? The way that the focus is shifting on this cross-platform. To the mobile do you think it's gonna help the whole scene do you think it's gonna make a, a, a bizarre shift um are we worried that development teams are going to get so focused on the mobile side that they're going to neglect their other platforms like, what are you, what are your feelings on this because i was really when i when i saw a video on PUBG on the phone and initially it looked like
0: oh you're cut better down. than oh there you go
1: Oh yeah. Okay. Um. And it, it looked like it was doing better than my PC on the phone. And it's just kind of like, okay, what's going on here? So yeah. like, I'm I'm concerned from that aspect. But at the same time, I think if done right, this could be really a really really awesome boost and benefit to the entire market.
0: It's a it's a good question. And I did I did some writing about this fairly recently. I think it was a freelance thing, if I recall. The thing is, on almost every platform, there's some version of this right now. Um, There's a lot of sort of heated discussion between, um, you know, Sony and and Microsoft or, you know, Nintendo and Sony, and it's going sort of around and around in circles. One good example is Rocket League, where they have actually taken concrete steps to get as many systems as possible playing together. You can play it on the Switch now and play against people on PC, and, and it goes on and on. Oh, is it cross-platform with Switch and PC? Uh, I I may have opened my mouth a little too wide and said something I, I wasn't totally sure about. There is definitely... Well, let's take a minute. And, I'm going to look it up right now. Yeah, let's Here, I'll look, look it up.
1: Because your keyboard's really clackety. <laughs> <laughs> Rocket League Switch out now with cross-play. Cross-play with Xbox One and exclusive Mario Luigi. Samus cars. There Rocket you go, League yeah. Rocket League has been a hit on PC, Xbox One, PlayStation 4, and is now on Switch. It features cross-play with Xbox One and PC.
0: Yeah, so Rocket, wow. League, <laughs> Rocket League is one of two games that I've bought on three different platforms, I think. Wow, and GTA V you bought three times, right? Oh, that's so three games. I was going to say, um, huh. I wanted to say Skyrim. Why did I say Sky? Oh, yeah, PC, Xbox 360, and Xbox One. So, yeah. so Rocket League I really love I I think that's just one of the best video game experiences you can have and it was interesting getting it on the Switch and knowing that you were playing against people from um, either PC or Xbox or whoever uh, you can connect with the important thing is I was on the Switch and the controls are not as good as they could be like if you've got an Xbox One controller in your hand you have a big advantage over somebody who's got the original like Joy-Cons for, yeah. for the Switch, I learned how to use them pretty well, but I, I think there's always going to be a certain inherent frustration in, in cross-platform play, because there's you're never going to have an equal footing with somebody who's got better hardware, or better controllers, better... Yes. Uh, on Rocket League, like I, I think I showed you a comparison of the graphics next to like PC, and it looks like an old PlayStation 2. Like sort of blocky and not not polished or whatever, it runs really well. But it was it was still like you, you sort of know what you've got. Like it's it's not quite the real thing. So I, yeah, I think the more that you see, like they say, Fortnite on mobile is like a hundred percent the real deal. I don't know how that works, <laughs> but I can't yeah. I can't imagine playing that seriously in that capacity and not not being frustrated by you know like well if I was on the PC I would have shot that guy.
1: Yeah, I, that's what I'm saying. It's kind of weird to me that the BR games are making a big push that direction because like, I could not imagine myself playing a third- or first-person shooter of, into any capacity on a phone. Now, I, I don't want to go too far past talking about Nintendo real quick. I think that it might, if Nintendo wants to, to, to be drawing in some of these titles like Rocket League, I think it would be wise of them to explore the option to have some additional hardware in the form of a controller that would even the playing field a little bit. How do you feel about that? I mean, should they, or shouldn't they? I, I personally think they should, because I, I think that as much as I love the switch and it's on my radar as a console that I would like to get for once, because it's just a fantastic console, the cardboard things even excite (laughs) me.
0: Um, Yeah, that's coming. but,
1: But, um, just how it can integrate with the the mobile gaming and then or on the go gaming i should say just to just to, so we could differentiate between mobile gaming and and this right now so on the go gaming and how it could just pop right back in its stand but at the same time i did really feel like the control was just kind of yeah you know, it's kind of awkward i mean yeah i guess given time i would have gotten used to it but i, I personally would like to see some kind of options now am i ignorant are there
0: well, uh, there are. The Switch has a... Um, I feel like everything is called the Pro Controller. Switch has a few types of controllers you can get. It supports some sort of generic-y, middle-of-the-road type stuff that looks like an Xbox controller, but it's kind of light and clunky. Uh, they have <laughs> they have something that costs as much as the Xbox One controller at around 50 bucks, and... It, it's nice and weighty and I, I don't have one, but I've I've played on a pretty nice controller and it's great. It's just at this point, you have to understand like you've defeated the purpose of the Switch. Like you may as well have something else. Gotcha. I see. But <laughs> when it comes to cross-platform play, like you may as well have something like that for the iPhone and for the Android phone, like bust out controllers. If you're, if you're going to do this thing, do it. The one yeah. thing I will say about mobile gaming like this is they're starting to work towards putting like built-in projectors into phones and stuff. Now, if they do that and you can bust out like a Bluetooth controller and play something big on the wall, you know, now now you got something.
1: That would be awesome, man. Just
0: plug that into a charger into the wall, connect your Bluetooth thing and you're, you're golden. Like there's, there are benefits, but I, I think, I think they still have to use the unique factors on each platform to their advantage.
1: Yeah. So how long before we all have Nintendo phones?
0: I would I, well it's tough. Like I would consider one for one thing they they'd go back to not making any like iPhone and Android games uh, from Nintendo when there was a Sony phone to look at and stuff like that. I considered those things, but you have to you have to know that the actual phone experience is probably going to be nowhere near iOS or Android because they're just getting it going and it's focused on phones and uh, yeah. I can't imagine like letting the other 80 90% of my life suffer so that like I can play crash bandicoot or or mario you know
1: <laughs> yeah I get you if I get you
0: if they proved me wrong and really made a phone that blew me away like yeah I'd think about it
1: I was just wondering if that would be a thing I mean if the, if the mobile gaming gets to I mean it mobile gaming already is big but it's it's um as far as I know and remember it's that it's that uh it's those clan games and stuff like that that are really that are really something else. If these if these BR games really start making a push in that direction, we might see some of the hardware start to start to change a little bit to to grab that market. I mean honestly, that would be kind of smart for them for some company to make like a mid grade phone in their tier that maybe could be more generated towards the gamer, since it is such a large industry and and this these interesting mobile games are hitting the streets.
0: I think you're onto something in that they might gravitate toward a gaming phone, the way they will make gaming laptops instead of gaming phone. Like this is made by Nintendo with Mario things. Uh, maybe HP or Dell or somebody makes, makes a uh, phone with beefy hardware that you can expect to plug in because it's not going to have a battery that lasts, you know, 24 hours. But Once it's plugged in, it's got crazy onboard video processing power and, you know, all of that, beefier hard drive, whatever. I could see – I could definitely see a a case for that.
1: Yeah, and then, like, speaking of case, a case that's a controller, that would be a cool idea. I could see that if it's not already a thing, you know, you snap your case on your phone and it's the size of an OtterBox or something like that, and then it gives you actually something to press – um, and what it could do is it could integrate with the touchscreen. You know what I mean? Like the way a stylus would, I feel like have it maybe.
0: I feel like you could put a full size keyboard and mouse on an Otter box. <laughs> you probably could maybe a cup holder. <laughs> it's got a moon roof Has <laughs> a disc drive, whatever you want. Yeah, That's incredible. <laughs> I've, I've had those in the past and it's, it is a commitment for sure. I didn't even get the big, the big pixel. I got the pixel and not the XL or whatever.
1: Yeah, you know what, man? On that topic, I think the next phone I'm getting is going to be normal size. I'm about fed up with this big, giant, clunky phone, man. I mean, in the situations where I was happy I had it, uh, my PC or my iPad isn't very far away.
0: Yeah, dude, my, my 6S Plus, you know what I, mean? I couldn't walk right. Like, I couldn't bend down no. to tie my shoe with that thing in my pocket. Like I, <laughs> it's It's no surprise to me that a lot of them got bent and damaged and cracked and stuff, probably just in your pocket. Like, it's crazy. That's exactly what was happening. People were putting them in their back pockets and
1: sitting on them. Now, here's something interesting. In the day and age where everybody's wearing clothes that fit them better now or tight, these giant phones are terrible. But when yeah. Genkos jeans were popular, <laughs> those phones should have been popular. So the That's problem true. is you saw the jeans going to decline and the big phones go up. If those two would have been in the same... <laughs> time period it would have been perfect because we'd all had these big stupid pants and with big
0: stupid phones in them <laughs> the triumphant return of Jinkos to accommodate like phone tablet <laughs> devices right
1: <laughs> i mean i saw somebody's note the new note and i was like come on dude you should just might as well be carrying a hardback book around i mean that, <laughs> thing,
0: is, that thing is gigantic it looked like the size of a nook Yeah, it's like a big clipboard with a screen on it, yeah. It's like, what in the crap, dude?
1: Reminds me of that. What was that show on Comedy Central where they they would pull pranks and that
0: guy had that fake giant cell phone? Oh, he's always walking around yelling! (laughs) That's a deep reference, but I do know the one you're talking about. I can't recall the name of that. Oh, man. Yeah, it's, it's funny. Just put backpack straps on it and you can go to town. (laughs)
1: <laughs> I like that super soaker we all had that would just leak on us. Yeah. Did you have a buddy that had, I didn't have one, but did you have a buddy that had this stupid double tank
0: super soaker? And I did have the stupid double tank super soaker. Oh, you had it? That's the one cool kid thing I had, yeah. That thing, that thing was awesome
1: until like the grommet or like the gasket on the back started to leak. And I'm it sure everyone like did. Whole- I know exactly what yeah. you mean. <laughs> and I'm like, my whole ass is wet. Right,
0: Who's I, winning me right now? Who's winning this court gun fight right now? Right. I'm taking everybody with me, yeah. <laughs> right? It was cool, though. It looked just like the proton pack from Ghostbusters, you know? That was a neat, mm-hmm. neat toy. Those
1: are neat, man. I feel like oh, you yeah, could just so. straight
0: up hook up a hose to it, too. <laughs> anyway,
1: I bet you could. Have you ever seen... Man, this is a weird tangent to go down. I don't care. Have you ever seen... <laughs> Have you ever seen the videos online where the guys modify their super soakers into flamethrowers?
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Boy, that is the stupidest thing I've ever seen, but I've watched about six of them. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I feel like anything on YouTube where you're modifying something to shoot flames, like, probably don't, but we're, we're stupid, so we reward that by making it viral every time. It's like, oh, my God, this guy took a Thomas the Tank Engine toy. And uh, made it shoot bullets and flames and lava. You know, <laughs> well,
1: right? Okay. This, this guy here is slapping molten steel with Hulk hands
0: <laughs> burned your house down too. I guess that's fine.
1: <laughs> but yeah, no. So we'll, I think I think we're on the very, very, very cusp of of another interesting facet to the gaming industry with these with these PC games essentially making a cross platform jump onto the phones. Um, and again, to reiterate the thing that I've said like six times already, like a dad, I am shocked that it's these BR games. I really am of all things. I would, I would be, I don't know, almost anything else
0: Yeah, besides the BR games. I know what you mean.
1: The telltale games, uh, you know, those seem like something cool to put on a phone if
0: they're, if they're not already. Are they? I hope, uh, I hope not. that's a good question. I don't know if he, you know what? I think you can play... And I don't want to get ahead of myself. I'm not sure. Telltale Games would fit well on, on the phone. Um, I feel like the phones are always going to be best for things like strategy. Um, one, of, one of the coolest things you can do is if you've got a board game that you want to learn or you want to try or something like that, if you can get a version of that on your phone, that is a super cool thing. Like uh, A good example is Flux, the card game. If you can get a copy of Flux, like you can learn how to play that game and you'll be an expert at it before, you know, your next party where everybody plays it at the table because it's complicated. And you can learn these games that otherwise you'd be sitting there with the rule book and what to say again. Okay, it's my turn. Now what do I do? Like there are good uses for the phone, social games and card games and, and all of this kind of thing. Anytime I've thought seriously about creating stuff for uh, the phone, it's, it's been along those lines. Uh um, yeah. educational stuff is is good too of course I've I've gone down that road I don't get some people just want to make it a portable Xbox or a portable PC I I just I don't think that's realistic <laughs> so no um I and I don't want to try like I I don't really understand getting wrapped up in a big 5 10 minute thing where you know the bus is going to show up or somebody's going to walk in the room and need to talk to you and you don't want to be like have your face in the phone. Like, I'm sorry. I can't, I can't talk to you. I'm in the middle of a thing. Um, I, I feel like the best mobile gaming is incremental and doesn't take a lot of your time and isn't super, super immersive. You know, I, I guess I'm wrong. Cause I guess this is what people want.
1: I mean, it seems like it uh, weird to think about. It's yeah. just really, it's just, it's it's an, it's just interesting genre, you know, like something like Stardew Valley, you know, you would yeah. see something like that go jump to the phone. You know what I mean?
0: Not Fortnite or even those stupid um, games where you like combine ingredients and make a hamburger and you <laughs> open a restaurant and, like it's more strategy stuff, of course, with a little bit of like skill gameplay. But stuff like that is awesome. Yeah, I can't and think of know, the name what, of any of those, what, what, but those cooking games and stuff, you know.
1: Oh, I, I, I was playing a living crap out of it. Hold on a minute. Um, but, you know... Um, I
0: got you started on that one, I think. Yes, you did. <laughs> Stand-O-Food. Stando food That's for sure a generic it's, knockoff, but great. Yeah, it
1: was, it's fun. It's a lot of fun. You yeah. know, um,
0: uh, switching gears a little bit here,
1: but you just brought up something that, that I was really thinking about today, so it was funny you mentioned it, and it was RTS games. Who's leading the front on these now? What the heck happened to these games? We spent a lot of time playing RTS games, and like I think you very accurately pointed out, it'd be great on your phone. And then, like, what the heck happened to them?
0: (laughs) That's another good question because I am a big lover of RTS games. Certainly was growing up, red alert stuff. That was
1: one of our dominating genres.
0: Yeah, that that was really big for a lot of us coming up with our weak computers and our you know Walmart clearance aisle stuff. Um, <laughs> that's just how a lot of us got into it. But uh, I mean, for, that's how we all got introduced
1: to Blizzard Warcraft.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. For for all the love that we had for those games, and for the fact that we were the perfect age that like we can afford the nice phones now, and we're older. Uh, it seems like such a no brainer to make some of those games like Red Alert for mobile which they did for a while. You can't even download it anymore. They took it off the store for some reason. I don't really know the story behind that, but there's not a big push to make more cool stuff like that. I don't know if like just the younger generation doesn't like it or I'm not I'm not sure exactly what it is. Like that would be an area where I would strongly consider if I wanted to really make an am- ambitious project for mobile. Like I would think about stuff like that.
1: I agree with you in that. I think that would be worth it. I think that would be worth it because if you did it correctly, a good RTS on the phone with integrated multiplayer, um, not forced, but I would say, you know, like give it, give it a good multiplayer aspect to it. I would do it completely different than the Clash games, the multiplayer aspect. But anyways, yeah, I don't know. It makes sense to me, but of course I'm extremely biased. I like RTS games and haven't honestly played a solid one. And man, it feels like more than a decade.
0: Right. Yeah.
1: And it's just like, what in the heck happened to that genre? I mean, I know it's not going to be as popular as the VR craze that's going on and everything like that. But at the same time, I feel like there's still enough of a market there. I see some little, little games pop up here and there, but it's the last one I bought on a whim was called, uh, I'm not even going to try to say the name cause I'm going to mess it up. And then somebody's going to be thinking <laughs> that we don't like a game. That's not even real. Or I might be, <laughs> telling you the wrong game is is kind of lacking it just lacked so much content and depth and i was just like wow and and
0: that's really a product of them knowing they can't you know put all their eggs in that basket you know they they can't really go add it all in because they gotta probably move on to something more popular
1: which is just sad i know it is it is and i would love to see resurgence on that i think part of that has to do with the way that entertainment is perceived I don't know. I could be wrong. Just a dad speculation, but kids are into that flashy and the now and the and the very intense stuff. And those RTS games were a big change of pace. I didn't initially like them. I wanted to be playing Heretic and Doom yeah. and you know Quake. And then all of a sudden, you got this top-down RTS game where you're chopping wood, and I'm like, what? <laughs> and then after you after you get and see the long game that unfolds there, you're like, okay, this is cool. Yeah. And I wonder if that's part of it, you know, that like it's just not as um, it stimulates you in a, in a much different way.
0: We're not as up for the um, the slow burn anymore. Nah. And and adults are uh, just like this as well. Now, like there have been those articles about like, I don't I didn't like Dragon Age because it took too much of my time. Like what in the 90s? We would have been so excited about it. You know, like what this, in the 90s? I like that. this. This took. 200 hours to beat you know (laughs) and so i definitely got my money's worth and now people are like what what did the one journalist say because i didn't like dragon age because i didn't feel like it respected my time respected your time you bought dragon age dude like what did you what did you show up for
1: oh man it was another criticism of a game i think you brought to my attention for that same reason it was too much time oh well anyways you can come at me
0: with that anytime that's fine it's, it's just that's yeah
1: right oh, I'm sorry, too much value. You know, it was, that was a criticism for my band's album one time. The guy said, there's too many songs on it. It's too long. And I was what? thinking, well, you have too much content for what you paid for it? It's too long? Wow. Okay. All right. Next time, I'll give you three songs and charge you the same amount of money for 15.
0: Some <laughs> bands are like that, man. I, I get on... Uh, Google play music or whatever. And I'm looking up a band and I can't really find what I would call their real albums because everything has two and three songs on it. And it's like, right. I feel like I need to find a real fan of, of the group. And Arctic monkeys was like that. I was trying to check out some Arctic monkeys stuff. And it was like, they had like 34, what we would have looked at as like a demo tape back in the day, you know? Right.
1: Like, you know, and and to feed into what you were talking about, well, RTS is in in the, in the, culture is very fast paced and, and and not wanting these big games um the music and not the and not to talk about this too much but these uh these popular hip-hop kids are like releasing songs every day and not albums anymore they're like releasing songs like just boom back to back to back to back to back and it's like what in the heck man instead <laughs> of releasing albums they're doing
0: songs by the day I I feel like to some degree we're all doing this because we could all be writing books like every out of every one year's worth of Facebook content. Like we could have written a book. You ever think about that as as, as a writer? I think about that because I think like, that's really
1: intense, man.
0: Like I've always, I've always wanted to, you know, write books in, in addition to the other stuff that I do. And I feel like we're going to get to that point, but I, I wanted it to start sooner and I realized if I was spending less time, like crafting these jokes and these tidbits and these things for Facebook, like I could put out a book about just observations about things and it could be thematic and it could be well-organized and it would be great. But what are you messaging me on Facebook right now?
1: <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. I just remembered you said, uh, you said Arctic monkeys and it reminded me I wanted to send you that band. If I hadn't the one I just sent you.
0: Oh, you had, I remember this cause I remember liking okay. it very much.
1: Okay, just but, making um, sure.
0: <laughs> that's that's my only point. Like, I feel like we let so much of our creative energy just burn off in the atmosphere, you know? It's just like we just sort of poop it out, and it just goes away, you know? <laughs> well, I mean,
1: to, to kind of, like, inject into what you're talking about here, some of us could probably have taken the time that we've tweeted and Facebooked and Instagrammed those words and made a novel, and some people it doesn't like they're not even coherent with the the limited 144 characters so like <laughs> so like i don't know if they if they're capable of making like strings of thoughts that had beginning middle and end yeah um but anyways it, you know what it would remind me of i think most people could write those books gosh i know you know what these are man and there was this guy and he was a comedian in the 90s and he just wrote books full of these really insane little short jokes
0: who is jack handy no very close though like oh.
1: he, he had a thing where he was talking about if your air plant dies is it just air dirt or something like that <laughs> gosh dang it this is gonna drive me nuts anyways i'll have to research that later i don't want to take up time on the podcast him <laughs> and hawing over this that's what i would imagine Like that, that was twitter before gosh, it's going to eat me alive. But Jack Handy, we'll scroll with him right now because that's pretty close. It sounds like pretty um, much the same thing. <laughs> it was a much shorter version of Jack Handy. And uh, it reminded me of like the beginning stages of Twitter. Yeah. Uh, when, it, when I relive it because it was just a book full of like one liners, just one after another. And I mean, just pages of it. it that's funny.
0: But if he'd been on Twitter, that the, wouldn't have gotten written. <laughs> yeah. And that, that's the problem. Like we spend it arguing with each other, when it's like, I, even even on that front, like I don't really want to. Like I'm I'm passionate about political things and and things about the world that I observe and parenting. Like there's a lot of stuff that I have a lot of uh, uh, insight on, I believe. And at the same time, like I don't want to spend it arguing with my friend from high school stepdad who is uh, commenting on his post, and we're just going back and forth and like correcting each other and getting aggressive and, and all this stuff. When, when I could go write an article that might get picked up by, you know, MSNBC or whatever it is. Like I I've done freelance journalism, so I know what it feels like to craft an opinion about something and get it actually paid for. And other people could do that if they wanted to, you know, stop (laughs) spamming, uh, you know, somebody's grandma about, um, Animal and, animal yeah. rights or
1: whatever, and yeah, or about how evil video games are.
0: Yeah, well, I, I'm I'm spent on that. <laughs> like, I I think I agree with the last article I saw that said um, this isn't the first time this has been tried. It won't be the last. And since we do actually have legislation in place, like they're probably not going to see a lot of change out of this. So no. I bet,
1: I bet, I, I haven't really heard much of it again lately, so I, I, it might have already come and gone.
0: I have to say, like, if there's not really a lot of concrete changes about gun stuff, I can't imagine that video games will be where they do break through and, you know, make big sweeping changes or whatever. I'd be very surprised. Yes, yes. It, see, yes. it would if seem like do. time wasted, for sure. Pieces
1: of plastic or completely untangible objects versus it's like you know i mean some of these things that they're talking about banning don't actually technically well i should say it does exist physically technically but not in the same way you know what i
0: mean it's like you're trying to ban a thing that doesn't even really it almost doesn't exist well for both topics yeah it is funny how how those parallels (laughs) sort of play out Everyone's misinformed about everything. No one understands. No one wants to understand and everyone wants to blame like the thing they don't like and hang on to the thing they do. And I'm, I'm as mad as I was last week. I'm not going to yell and curse and scream and stuff. But it's, it's disappointing. It's disappointing when we know we have problems and we're not talking about it realistically because we can't sacrifice the things that we are passionate about. Uh, yeah. we, we can't place something on the chopping block for even a moment just to reach out with an open hand. You know, it's uh we're never gonna get anywhere if if we can't perfect that. Is there yep. a bat inside your house or what are you looking at? Oh, uh, there was like a <laughs> I think it's a ladybug. Oh okay, it was it was a creature though. That's funny. Yeah, I
1: I think it's a little ladybug.
0: I guess we're getting to that time of year. One line here.
1: Okay, cool. Um yeah, you're right. It's just so weird to me. I i I think this time around it's so evident that it's just grasping it in, in, in anything. Um not to go back into this
0: discussion because dude You are cutting out again. Am I there? Yeah, now you're there.
1: Okay. And it's just grasping at anything and it's just the It's
0: it's like finding yourself in a bar fight and you just want to punch somebody <laughs> <laughs> Now I've I've never been in this situation, but it's uh, from from like a, a movie perspective or something. It's just like being in in the saloon and just wanting to break a table leg over somebody, and so you just grab whatever you can, hit whoever you can, and uh, you know nobody's life has changed over that at the end of the day, and nobody feels any differently than they did. Um, uh, so maybe, like I said, maybe we'll never get past this. I don't know. <laughs>
1: Who knows? I mean, it's tough. I think until people have the tendency to be scared of something they don't really know about, and I'll that's say, part of what's going on.
0: That's I'll say part that, of what's going on. I'll say this: we're teaching our kids to do worse than we did, rather than better. Um, we're we're it, it's like we're doubling down on putting our opinions into our kids instead of teaching our kids. When there's a problem, here's how you approach it. Here's how you listen to the other person. Here's what you do when you find someone who doesn't think what you think. Now we're telling the kids, like, uh, never back down. Never back down from your from your opinions. Don't listen to that person. Like, yeah. r- chase that person out. And th- both sides of every issue. Like, it's insane to me that it just seems like conflict resolution no longer exists. It's like, uh, just resistance is, is all we're, all we have now. So and that that's disappointing. It's, I'm not gonna teach my boom. kid that.
1: So No, I, I don't wanna I don't wanna teach my little girls um, to to treat people like that. I don't wanna be treated like that. I get tired of that, man. As, as soon as you like as soon as you open your mouth and, and show any opposition to any degree to somebody's point of view nowadays, it's just you are immediately slapped with a label that uh is just I don't know, it rhymes with Iggot or or uh yahtzee and then it just (laughs) and it
0: just goes downhill
1: it's just crazy yeah it's sad man it's so sad but we've certainly been
0: through all that before and i'm sure we're not done so
1: no no we're not and it's no it's nowhere nowhere near the end of it man it it pays too many bills it keeps too many gear it's it kind of got a tinfoil hat mode going on here but man, I tell you what, certain people have found a way to make a lot of money from having people discontent and in conflict, and I don't think that's going to change anytime soon.
0: Yeah, and look how well it's worked. Like, we've got an internet full of, look at how the internet started. It was this beautiful resource (laughs) created by academics where you could learn anything under the sun, and now we have to fill it with our own opinions, and the earth is flat. Like, it's, like, what happened to all of this? Like, it was this unlimited potential and now you literally can't believe anything you read on it. What, yeah. How, right? how sad, anything. how unprepared was humanity for the internet? Like, it's so sad to me. That's why I, I always joke on Facebook, I want to go back to Microsoft Encarta and shut the rest of the world out. Like, I, that's the only internet I want to have. Like, you just dial into Encarta and look stuff up and then you log off and you connect with no one. You can play Mind Maze if you want to, but otherwise you go back to uh, Word on your Packard Bell and you call <laughs> it a day.
1: <laughs> find
0: just, find things using aol keywords again yeah. it, was, it was a better time
1: better time it was man it was it was simple yeah it's just something about whew, something about social media and the way we're all connected now man it, it has awesome awesome advantages but like you've mentioned before i don't know if we should be that intimately plugged into people's brains
0: well, I mean like we we reverse the flow of information. It used to be you you get the internet information comes to you from the internet and your life is improved. And now we've we've uh changed gears and it's just things flowing out from us to everyone else and we're just ruining people's day and, <laughs> and seeing how many people we can get to uh, you know, you know, 20,000 people heard what I think about ducks, you know. It's just <laughs> Try to learn something instead. Like, wouldn't that be better? I, I don't know. I I don't know that the social media age is ever going to change, but it's just so surprising what we did from, it, it's like we turned a library into a, uh, like a modeling runway or something. It's like, we don't, we don't learn here anymore. We just show off. It's like, what the right. hell, man? <laughs> well, come on, guys.
1: Right. right. And it's just like, it's just filled with mindless posturing, you know? And it's just like what? What do you do? It's like, it's like if it's like if you went to the zoo, and the gorillas weren't even in the same vicinity, but they were all like you <laughs> all like pumped up for no. You're like, who are you flexing
0: at, dude? <laughs> no one in there, man. Yeah, right. So it's so funny. Yeah, <laughs> it is funny.
1: But uh, I wow, I, what have, a, what I a made a mistake, and I will never do this again. I left way too many apps open on my auxiliary screen, and. And there's a flash in here, and I'm scared that it's like me losing you, or yeah. something going on over here, and I keep getting distracted.
0: It's it's so funny, like when when you used to see sitcom stuff, like screens with like way too many windows on it. That's what everyone's window looks like, or what everyone's monitor looks like at all times now. You yeah. know, they, they joke about like, oh, look at all these pop-ups, bup, 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 bup. and now that's how we work. Like that's what we look like all day. Yeah. So, what a mess. coming right up to an hour I should probably rest my voice I am not going to stop talking all week so (laughs) so we we should uh, wrap it up here I would invite people to check in with us all week long we're going to have fun things to do and uh, reach out doesn't mean we won't chat with you we certainly will but yeah be on the lookout for awesome guests and great information and just fun stuff from GDC I will be out of town uh, starting tomorrow night and back this weekend Thanks for uh, helping us kick off the week, John. Yeah, man. And uh, we'll, we'll see what fun stuff we can drum up for the next uh, three days. Absolutely. So, so for my uh, buddy John Scheiber and for Code Right Play, my name's Todd Mitchell. Guys, follow the Game Dev Breakdown podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, Google Play, anywhere you can find it. And we will uh, keep the fun stuff coming. Thanks, everybody.